Hey everyone, welcome to Indie Film Grit, a podcast about indie films and indie filmmakers. I am your host, Timothy Patrick, but you, you can call me Tim. In this episode, I'm joined by Killarney Trainer. She's an experienced actor, writer, director, and stuntwoman. Her new feature film, Michael Lawrence, is a detective mystery. We talk about her experiences in filmmaking and what it's like to perform stunts in front of a camera. Let's get into it. And here we are with Kalarni Trainer. Kalarni, how are you? Thanks for being on the podcast. I am good today. Thank you, Tim. It's nice to be here. Oh, yeah. Well, it's fantastic to have you. Um, you're, you're a busy person in the world of indie filmmaking and, and filmmaking in general. You're an actress, you're a writer, uh, you're a director, and you're a stunt woman. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that's that's pretty exciting, and I can't wait to, to hear all about it. But before before we get into that, could you just let the audience know a little bit about yourself and, and how you got interested in filmmaking? Sure. Um, so my name is Killarney. I, I work mostly with a, a film company called Narrow Street Films, which is run by my brother. Um, and how we got into this is uh, my brother and I were actually both homeschooled and we loved old cowboy movies. So we used to take my parents' camera and run around the backyard and you know pretend we were shooting at each other and that nice. sort of thing. So um, as we grew up, we just didn't stop doing that. We just kept doing it more and more only with better cameras and, uh, you know, better editing equipment. Mm -hmm. So, um, so where we are right now is, uh, we've done a bunch of feature films. Um, we have a short series. My brother and I actually run a, a talk show on Wednesday nights in, uh, on one of the local stations around here. Um, I'm in New Hampshire, by the way, if, uh, mm -hmm. that makes a difference. <laughs> uh, that's exciting. Yeah. So you're a local, uh, TV celebrity. Yeah, well, we're getting there. We only just started in January, um, and it was a rough start because neither one of us had done a, uh, a TV show before, but we've got a good producer, and um, it seems to be coming together. We have local people, local actors, local directors come on, you know, tell us what they do and why they do it, and ah. it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun, It's uh, and you get to learn a lot about the area by, you know, meeting different people in it. So is it, so. Is it about filmmaking? What's it called? It's called the Early Late Night Live Show because it started as a late show and then we moved it earlier and we didn't <laughs> want to lose the Late Night Live Show, so we just added early to the front of it. <laughs> but I like we it. stream it, yeah, we stream it on um, on Facebook, uh, so you can see it there on the Narrow Street Films page if anybody wants to check us out. Um, Very and yeah, cool. so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I got to ask you, I you know, in, in filmmaking, you hear a lot about. Um, two brothers working together, um, mm -hmm. and they're often very effective. Yeah, I, I don't hear much about a brother-sister team, so that's exciting. And yeah, that must be, uh, you know, there must be a shorthand between you two. Yeah, I'm told that there is. Like the other <laughs> actors will say, we can't really follow what you two were talking about. <laughs> Can you put that in English? Um, so there is a shorthand because we watch, uh, we've watched all the same movies 
Um, so we'll just say, you know, that scene in Rio Bravo and I'll know instantly. Oh yes, that mm-hmm. scene. We'll do it like that, but nobody else knows it. So nice. We have, yeah. <laughs> so, so when you're talking about cowboy movies as a kid, you're talking about like the old John Wayne movies and searchers and that type of thing. Oh yes. Yeah. We, uh, uh, we still use John Wayne as, as like, okay, so how are we going to play this scene? How would John Wayne do this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's At least brilliant. what we do in our action films. So. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Very yeah. cool. So you're pretty busy, uh, and I, I don't talk to many filmmakers from New Hampshire, so that's exciting. Uh, where do you find the majority of uh, the work? We make it. Ah. Um, yeah, we we just we write our own scripts. We cast our own uh cast we find our own sets and um we you know we just we make it happen because we really really want to see the film come together we normally do action films mm-hmm. but uh branching out a little bit lately like last year we premiered um, a movie that i actually wrote which was called uh, michael lawrence the season of darkness Very and cool. that's yeah it's, it's a pretty good title um and it's a murder mystery movie kind of like um Kind of like the British BBC type of movies, only we we set it in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Mm. So we got the we got Portsmouth to let us shoot at a lot of uh, really cool locations that really bring the area a lot, you know, to the screen. Yeah. So that was a lot of. Um, now, did you direct that as well? Yes, I did. That's um, exciting. So you you were writer and director on it. Yes, wow. and I'm I'm actually in the background like a lot. Oh <laughs> so. yeah. Nice. Yeah, because we would have, you know, people not show up and we just need some movement in the background. So we invented a drinking game that, you know, how many t- every time you see me take a shot, you, you won't get halfway through the movie. before. You're- <laughs> Do you mix it up with a wig and mustache at least sometimes or? Uh, no, <laughs> sometimes I put my hair up. Sometimes I put it down. That's about as adventurous as I get. <laughs> nice. Well, you got to you got to throw everybody in there when you're when you're making indie films. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, luckily, we know a lot of people who are like us. They're hams. They just kind of want to play with us. So, mm-hmm. so it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So you're all over the place, in front of the camera, behind the camera. Um, what what role does your brother tend to go for? He does the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's usually the one writing the scripts and directing. Uh, he, he found it kind of a relief when I did the directing on Michael Lawrence because he played... The, uh, not the seasoned detective, but like the, I guess the associate detective, you know, the younger one. Sure. And, uh, he, he came up to me after the first shoot and said, oh my gosh, it's so much easier (laughs) to just act when you're not directing as well. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) And he got to wear a cool suit. So he really liked that part. Nice. Yeah. That's very cool. So he's one of the main, main actors, main stars in the movie. Yeah, he's um he's actually a stunt man and he does stunt training sessions uh, all around the New England area in Boston and Maine and oh, in wow. New Hampshire. Uh, I think he's in Rhode Island tonight doing another training session. So, well, that's yeah, great. In, in our circle, he's pretty well known. So. Right. Yeah, he, uh, uh, you're definitely the first stunt person I've talked with on the podcast. Uh, but uh, uh, I got a lot of questions. So do you mind if we just dive into that right away? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay, cool. How do you how do you 
become a stunt woman or a stunt man? What what is the uh, the the training? You you mentioned your brother. Does that somehow uh, certify people to uh, be a stunt man? Is it less official than that? What goes into that? Um. So for what we don't do stunts with like motorcycles or cars or explosions. We we don't have the training yet mm-hmm. for that or the. Uh, really the permits for that. Um, so what we do is a lot of like action work. So falls, um, chair breaks, bottle breaks, that sort of thing. Um, so I, have done jumping from high places, falling off of ATVs, uh, you know, getting kicked across the face, things like that. Uh, And a lot of that really is, it's almost like, especially with, um, physical movement, um, like if you're doing a fight scene, for instance, where I'm getting kicked across the face or, or something like that, a lot of it is really how you position the camera and how big you make the movement of your arm or your leg and the other person's reaction. So it looks like I'm getting kicked in the face, but actually the, the foot is about six inches from my face. Mm. So um, we do need extra training for like falls because there's really no way to fake a fall. You have to actually fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and that requires, you know, padding that requires learning how to fall. So how to tuck your body so that, you know, your head doesn't hit the floor. Um, you don't throw your arm or your back out. That's falling is actually the hardest thing to do because obviously gravity takes over. Yeah. On um, camera falling, right? If it was off camera, you just put a pad down or something. Right. Yeah. Right. But, um, but you can't always do that and have an effective looking scene. So mm-hmm. sure. I worked on a Kung Fu movie once and, uh, same type of stunts, you know, martial arts, kicking, punching. Um, and they used a lot of, I forget what it was called, but it's kind of a dust. So when, when it looks like there's impact and whether you're shooting it slow motion or not, you get a little dirt kicked up. Do you guys uh, use that in, in your stuff? Is that common? I don't know that I've ever heard that done when you're being punched, like in the face. Mm. We do use dust when someone falls or if they fall in the dirt or if they're kicking up dirt, we'll, we'll make sure that happens. Right. Um, when we do it, when we do explosions, we do the off screen explosions. We'll throw dust bottles, whatever (laughs) to make that look good. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it is. There was one scene that I had to do. I was actually the, um, the second lead in a movie and I was playing this rough and tumble detective and I blow up a factory in the first scene, Ooh. you know, cause that's how life is in these movies. Very cool. Um, so did you get the slow-mo it, walk away from the ex- explosion or <laughs> no, what happened was I, you know, like I have a, you know, a gun and I'm firing in the distance and I, I think I hit a, I don't know, some sort of oil thing and the oil thing explodes. So what I could see when we were filming it was my brother with the camera, the second cameraman, and then all the other stunt guys that we had. And they were all holding like trash and dust and sand and all this stuff. And when my brother shouted, action, I reacted as if there was an explosion. They just threw everything at me. <laughs> oh, that's great. They had a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> I thought, hey, hey. Movie magic, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's it's very awesome. glamorous, Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the that seems to be the dirty side of it. But uh, yeah. what do you what do you enjoy most about it? The stunts. Oh, the stunt. Um, believe it or not, I actually like the fighting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a black belt, 
Oh, so, wow. That's karate. But, Is that karate? Yes. Yeah, I study Weiji Ru. So, um, so does, so does my brother. My brother actually has, uh, belts in several styles. Hmm. Um, but thankfully I don't actually have to fight a lot. You know, like there's not a lot of dangerous people in New Hampshire, thankfully. <laughs> um, so the only time I really get to use it is on screen. And, the, and that's, that's a lot of fun. Cause you feel like you're Jackie Chan or Michelle Yao, you know, yeah. and you're just, you know, and you don't even have to kick well and the guy goes flying across the room. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah. I imagine uh, to stay fit, uh, you have to train like you're, you're fighting in real life. Yeah, you do. Otherwise, you can fake a lot, but if you don't keep training, you're going to be so sore the next day. And it, a lack of training really shows on screen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if you're going to be doing that, you have to keep in pretty good shape. You know, the, the stunts, uh, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. And, uh, you know, some of my childhood films that I really enjoyed, whenever there was a stunt uh, for a female character, uh, it was noticeable that it was just a guy in a wig. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's it's funny, and I still laugh at the old movies, but uh, I imagine uh, being a a female uh, stunt woman, you, you, uh, you get to people stay in the film more. Their heads are more in the film because uh, it doesn't take you out of it as much. Yes. Um, with that movie I was just mentioning, it's, it's actually called um, Not That Guy, the one where I was the the, lead, the second lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually, for some of the, we had an ATV chase scene in it. Um, oh, and cool. for some of that, because uh, I forget why, but my brother wanted this young man to actually do the driving for me. I think he was afraid of my mother if I got hurt or something. I don't know. (laughs) um, So we had to dress this young man up who's, you know, uh, about my height in my outfit. And from the back, the weird part was you couldn't tell us apart. So so people would be calling my name and two of us would turn around. And that was, yeah, it was (laughs) very funny. But, um, so, but aside from that, I did most of my own, my own stunts in that movie. So mm-hmm. jumping from high places, which is probably my least favorite thing to do. But, uh, I actually had to jump off of a, a quarry into some, into like a water, you know, water below in that. I told my brother, you better get it on the first shot because I have a terrible fear of heights. I'm only doing this once. <laughs> wow. But yeah. you did it. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine, uh, I haven't seen the film, but you're probably in full clothing. Yes. Yeah. That's gotta be Luckily fun. though, it, it was, I was kind of worried about that, but I, I had a fake leather jacket. It looks like leather, but it was actually some sort of plastic. Mm-hmm. And when I landed in the water, it filled up like a balloon. It just yanked me back up oh. to the top. So, Yikes. so that was unexpected, but nice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So what is, uh, what is a common misconception people have about uh, about your job as a as a stunt person? Um, probably they think that I can kick really high, and I can't really kick very <laughs> high. Um, I have a decent kick, but I'm not I'm not a Michelle Yao. I'm I'm pretty stocky. So, mm-hmm. do they bring in the trampoline at any time? A little trampoline to get you? No, no, no. You can you well. Because we're indie, we don't have a lot of, you know, we have a very big budget, obviously. Mm-hmm. A trampoline's just so, it adds so much more danger that unless you can have the other equipment to keep everyone safe, it's just not, 
Right. Which is not worth the risk. So, sure. Yeah. Wow. As it is, people will get hurt every once, you know, unexpectedly. Like we had one man who was who was fighting, and unfortunately, he punched a he punched an iron pole. We don't know how he did it. He wasn't supposed to. <laughs> but his hand was fine. But he was not very happy, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and uh, insurance on these indie films can be a little dicey, so I won't yeah, even ask you about yeah. that. <laughs> so, well, luckily he he was an ambulance driver. He's like an ambul- He runs an ambulance company, oh, okay. so he knew exactly what to do to to get everything back in order. So. Well, that's a good guy to have in the film if you ever need yeah. an ambulance. Yeah, he's very handy. All the indie uh, filmmakers use him. Wow. He's a he's a good actor in his own right too. He's actually coming out with a movie, I think in the. In the fall that he just finished up. So, hmm. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, New Hampshire's so, a happening place. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. So I thought it was a sleepy little place, but uh, <laughs> people jumping around and kicking each other. Yeah, um, blowing up mills, you know, on the screen. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you keep an eye on, on Hollywood and, and, and stuff? And ha- have you noticed more and more uh, uh, women in, in the stunt business? Yeah, I have. It's um, it's actually very encouraging. I think mm-hmm. uh, there's there's some women. I'm picky because um, I've seen good martial arts and bad martial arts, and once you know what good martial arts look like, it's it's really hard to see bad martial mm. arts. Yeah, I'm um, sure. I use M M Appeal as an example. Like I love the classic Avengers show, but the the fighting in that is just so bad that you know it yanks you out. Mm-hmm. But um, but I've found that, that female action stars, have, they've really upped the game. They're just really, really good right now. Mm-hmm. And that's very encouraging, I think, to see. Yeah, I'm not good with names, but uh, the one that Tarantino put in Death Proof as, a, as an actress, uh, she's, she's the lead role in films now. Yeah, what's her name? As an actress and a stunt woman, you know? Yeah. Um, she's got blonde hair. She might be Australian. She's, I can't remember now, but yeah, she's really good. Yeah. She's really good. Um, it's nice to see someone make the crossover. I mean, you're already doing it yourself, you yeah. know, but uh, that's, that's kind of nice. Because I, you know, I don't know, but at least as far as the Academy Awards going, go, the uh, the stunt people don't get any credit. They really don't. They have very, honestly, some of them are very dangerous jobs that they do. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't understand that, especially now where, uh, you know, motion capture actors uh, mm-hmm. win, win awards. Yeah. You know, because the defense was they don't want to take you out of the movie by celebrating the stunt people. But you're celebrating a guy who looks nothing like his character. You know, I don't know. I don't understand it. I think they should uh, be eligible for Academy Awards. That's all I'm saying. I agree. As a stunt woman, I hardly agree. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So stunts, director, actress, writer, but you've you don't only write films. You've you've published four books. Yeah, I have. Um, I've written a book called Summer Shadows, another one, Necessary Evil, and then I turned the Michael Lawrence script into a book. So um, cool. So that's available in book form, and then. My sister and I wrote a book um, called Tale Half Told, which is like a haunted house mystery. Hmm. Which, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. We're actually turning that into a series, so we're, we're pretty excited about that. Wow. 
Yeah, and you got another family member in on it. Yeah, yeah, she's it's she's very clever. She comes up with these weird twisted things and I'm like, "Oh, right. Well, I'll write that down and you just keep thinking <laughs> of stuff. <laughs> and I'll find a way to make it work." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's a true family affair over there in uh, New Hampshire. I like it. Yeah. So, do you like directing more than writing? Do you like acting more than directing? Where where is the passion really? Um, I find I'm a writer first, so, um, uh, I've written books since I was, well, probably since I could read them. Um, and then I came into filmmaking after that. So, um, but as for acting and directing, I really like them both. Uh, directing is, there's a lot more to it. I, I mean, there's a lot in acting, but directing, it's like you have to know everybody in the film and you have to know how every camera works and you have to know every location and every variable. And it's it's just such a huge job. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so rewarding. It's just so rewarding because when you see a scene on the on your screen and it looks exactly like the way you wanted it to look back like months ago when you first wrote the scene, that there's just nothing better than that. There's mm-hmm. I. It can't even explain. It's just awesome. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's the mission of a filmmaker is to get what's in your head on the screen. And eight times out of ten, it doesn't happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. And the other goal is to make people laugh at the parts you want them to laugh at. And when mm-hmm. that happens, that's that's a good day, too. <laughs> right. So do you watch uh, current action movies often? Uh, do you have any gripes with them or... Uh, things that you think they're doing right? Um, I do watch. I do watch quite a bit. Uh, let me see. What was the last thing I, I? I I watched Bright when that came out, the Netflix movie with uh, Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, with the aliens and the yeah. uh, the fairies. Yes, and the, I know the critics trashed it, but I I really thought that was a clever movie. The way they they blended big city problems with fantasy. Mm-hmm. And they left you want they left you wanting more, which my problem with a lot of big films is that there's a whole lot of bang and not a whole lot of plot or character development. It's just mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of stock oh, ideas yeah. thrown in and, and Bright I thought they they kept it a small movie with a big idea, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And the action in that was just fantastic. But the woman who played the lead bad guy was just amazing. I can't remember her name right now. Because I'm terrible at names, but I actually, when the movie was over, I called my brother and I said, I want you to watch Bright and I want you to watch the scene in the uh, convenience store. And I want to do that scene in the next movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So we're going to figure out how to do something like that. Nice. Yeah, Uh, I agree with you uh, with Bright. You know, the the day it came out on Netflix before I was even, uh, before I even watched it, uh, my news feed on social media I was just blasting it, you know, like critics, because nobody had seen it yet, but mm-hmm. the critics panned it. But yeah, I like it because it it's the ultimate mix of genres like you're talking about. It has the buddy cop movie. It has sci-fi. It has fantasy. I'm, I'm excited to see the, the next uh, installment when that comes out. Yeah, me too. I mean, there was one scene where they were panning the city and, you know, you could see like the sun or the moon or something and there was just 
there was just a dragon like flapping in the background, <laughs> just normal as if you'd see a plane. I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. That's yeah, good stuff. anything with dragons, if really, I'm kind of on board. Oh yeah, so. big uh, Game of Thrones fan. I actually haven't seen Game of Thrones. Oh, well, I, come I should on. have, but I'm told <laughs> the dragons have come into like what season five or something. So I'm probably just gonna <laughs> probably just gonna drop in there. Yeah, you know. So what are you? What are you more into, like uh, Dragonheart or? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I mean, I, don't... I really, well, I really, I guess I read more dragon things than I've actually seen. Ah. So, uh, you know, yeah. it just I love dragons. I I don't know why they haven't put dragons in Star Wars. To me, that would be perfect, but mm-hmm. they haven't done that yet. So, yeah, they're probably I... just waiting for me to go to Hollywood and do it. There you go. That's what yeah. we're waiting for. We're all waiting for that. So, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy, give me a call. Seriously, exactly. make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Michael Lawrence. Um, okay. You, you, you already mentioned it and uh, a few things about it, but uh, just so everybody knows out there, you are the writer, the director, the producer, um, mm-hmm. and you're, you're on screen. Is this the film you're also on screen? Yeah, well, yeah. I'm in the background. I think background. I have That's right. three lines because I got to play the court reporter. Because, oh, nice. you know, I'm the director, so, you know, <laughs> I, get, I get to play who I want. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but, yeah, so. Yeah, tell me about the film. Uh, you, you're into the mystery type thing. Yeah, so uh, I think it was ITV, and, well, it was PBS, ran a show called um, Inspector Morse. And I think about 12 years ago, they announced they were doing a sequel series called, um, Inspector Lewis. So I wrote a piece of fan fiction around that just because, you know, I had nothing to do one day. So I wrote, you know, this uh, minor script. Mm -hmm. And then about three years ago, my brother said, well, how about we turn that into like a local script and and make new characters and just use the plot? So that's what we did. So we took like a British mystery. We made it American, um, which is interesting, you know, translating the, you know, obviously I'm American, uh, but I wrote with, with, their language in mind, their, their usage. Mm-hmm. And we had to actually change quite a bit to make it sound American. Hmm. Um, and you are in so, new England though. So it's not that much of a stretch. It, There's a little bit of architecture it, and, and vibes that, you know, yeah, it's it, the setting was easier because, um, the, the series I based this on was also set in a college town and we have you know, we're New England. We've got college towns mm-hmm. everywhere. So setting that up around here was that part was pretty easy. It was just getting the language right. And because at the time, this was our first drama that we'd done uh, without action. So we actually had to learn to really act without <laughs> without special effects, without mm. um, stunts. Although we, I did add a, a small, tiny action scene in it just because just because I could. So um, sure. so there is one any action scene in it. Um, but it was a lot of fun because we, we had to concentrate more on language on, you know, plot development, making sure the scene, the scenes were set up so that the right clues were in the area. It was, it was very challenging. You know, when you come from a shoot 'em up type of, uh, film background, Mm -hmm. but I think it came out good. And, um, we're actually going to put that on Amazon in the next few months. So if anyone's on Amazon prime and wants to check it out, um, That's great. Do that. Yeah. Cool. So it's going up on Amazon. That'll be exciting. And it's a it's a feature. It's a feature length. I think it's just under two hours, but it moves fast. So nice. So you won't be bored. Yeah. Cool. 
As a director, were you uh, pretty hands-on when it came to things like casting, uh, musical score, things of that nature? I was hands-on with the casting, um, with the locations, and uh, set design, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, My brother handled the camera work, so he figured out, you know, uh, the lighting and the cameras. And he also did, he also uh, hired the the person we had to do um, the music. So I didn't have much to do with that, except I had veto rights on everything. So if I didn't like uh, the music, if I didn't like the the way it was, something was lit, of course, that got changed. But, nice. Yeah. You're not so, having it. I'm not having it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn, though, uh, because it was my first time directing. And at one point, someone pulled me aside and said, you got to give feedback because we're not sure if you're happy with what we're doing. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, well, pretty." I realized that if I was happy, I wasn't saying anything because I was moving on to the next, whatever the next thing was that we had to do. So I had to to learn that, oh, yeah, I have to make sure I do that. Yeah. So. Well, it's it's good you listen. I, yes. uh, I read about uh, George Lucas on uh, um, American Graffiti. Uh, mm-hmm. Not only would he fall asleep in the director's chair sometimes, <laughs> but uh, you know they they'd look to him for direction after a take, and oh, he'd almost always say, uh, "Do it again, just like that, but faster." <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's the faster, not very much help. <laughs> you know, the faster thing I kind of agree with because yeah. often when I'm I'm directing people, uh, they're milking it, you know, and. Oh, okay. uh, I don't know if it's uh, an actor thing, but uh, sometimes you you just want to, you know, get it spit out, you know, especially dialogue. Um, Well, actually, I find with our New England accents, we tend to we talk very fast. mm. So I usually had to say, okay, do that again, but slower. Oh, nice. Slow it down so we can hear it. Yeah. I haven't heard any. The only thing I've picked up is idea. (laughs) When you said idea, everything else sounds uh, pretty, uh, you know. Average. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I could be a woman of mystery then. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, and Michael Lawrence, too. You could be yeah. uh, involved. But uh, yeah. were you, with, with the music, since you had the, the ultimate veto, did you guys go for kind of a, a BBC vibe? Because there is sort of a, a, a vibe to that music over there. Yeah, we definitely, we definitely did that. Um, so there isn't a lot of incidental music in Michael Lawrence. We did write it. We did have a theme written, mm. um, which is actually on YouTube. Uh, it's it's a great theme. Um, and then one of my sisters played a uh, a music student and a singer. So we actually had to record her singing a few classical songs. Um, oh, very nice. So some of that is is in there. Yeah, the poor thing. We tortured her. We put her up on a stage with all her friends staring at her and made her sing like basically karaoke, mm-hmm. but op- operatic karaoke, which, yeah, it, she was not very pleased. Wow. But I said, hey, I'm making you a star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll make you famous. Yeah. <laughs> so these were, did you uh, have to get the rights to these songs or? No, we uh, we stuck with stuff that was out of copyright. Oh, nice. So, Public domain yeah. stuff. Yeah. So. Um, very cool. I, I can't even think of. I can't even think of the name of it because most of them were in Italian. So, <laughs> <laughs> so did yeah. you go the uh, the festival route with uh, Michael Lawrence? 
Not yet. Um, we've had a few sound issues, which we've just we've cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's almost ready for market. Um, we actually are working on another film project right now, another one that I wrote. Um, we actually have a rehearsal tomorrow with the, the whole cast in costume uh, because it's a, this is another departure. I, my brother regrets letting me write scripts because I always do different things than just action films. <laughs> um, so this one's a period comedy set in like uh, the Edwardian period, so 1906, that era. Wow. And uh, it's, about a, it's about a mill strike. It, but it's a comedy, so. Wow! So it's it's about uh, laborers, workers uh, striking at the mill. Right. Well, what it is is the uh, it's it's a almost a complete farce. It's there's a mill owner who lives in the in New Hampshire area. It's he owns one mill and he needs to get a loan, but he's looked at with some suspicion by the banks because he's never had a strike. Everyone else has had a strike, but he's never had a strike, so hmm. they think he's you know, like caught, you know, taking too much care of his workers. He runs a, a slack ship. So the workers pretend to strike to, you know, give him a boost, but, uh, but they forget to tell him that it's a fake strike. So he's panicking thinking there's really a strike and there isn't. So it's hmm. one of those, one of those farces. So it, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Sounds like fun. And I imagine you have a mill around, we actually set it all in the in the in the owner's house, so oh. we can get by without a mill. Oh, nice! So, now that we have like, I live a half an hour from Manchester, which is a mill city. It was built by um, a huge conglomerate in the 1840s. Um, so that's just all mills there, and in all throughout New England, there are, are mill cities everywhere. So mm. we could have gotten one. We just chose not to this time. Yeah. Well, you could always get the exterior shot, no problem. If you, oh, yeah, you definitely. Yeah. definitely. That's a straight comedy, it sounds like. It's Yeah, it's a straight comedy. Um, so, yeah, difficult. You, you write everything. You write action, uh, mystery, and now comedy. <laughs> I could see what your brother's thinking. He's like, I just want to fight somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's usually one point where he goes, oh, my God, this is so complicated. <laughs> Why did I let you do this? <laughs> But yeah, comedy. Is this your first, uh, you know, adventure into comedy? It's it's my first writing in comedy. Um, a lot of our action films have been like buddy cop style. Hmm. Uh, not that guy's definitely one. My brother wrote uh, a movie called uh, Tex McGrew, and that's a, a movie that's set in the 1940s, and that's a comedy. Cool. Uh, I helped out with set design and, and background work on that one. Um, so that's also coming to Amazon in the next few months. I'm just guessing that, uh, is that about an actor on a Western TV show or something? (laughs) No, it's about gangsters, actually. It's about a a young man who gets mistaken for a killer named Tex McGrew. Um, but he isn't actually. So he's he's trying to escape the killers Mm -hmm. and, uh, ends up getting involved in, uh, you know, trying to save a young woman and, we, we, they did it kind of like an old um, uh, Abbott and Costello film. So a lot of slapstick, a lot of fast talk. Sure, yeah. There's a bit of Bob Hope style joking in there too. So, mm. yeah. So where do, you get, where do you get the inspiration for all these different stories? Well, we're movie buffs. So we watch a lot of films from uh, 
all different time periods. So I think we were on a 1940s kick at that point. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, wouldn't it be funny if this actor did, was in this movie with this actor? And then we thought, well, why don't we just make a movie like that? I mean, we can't get Bob Hope, obviously, but we can get someone yeah. to play like Bob Hope, and that would be that'd be kind of fun. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can. Yeah. I mean, you could live a whole life and not see every movie made. So there's, there's oh, yeah, for sure, plenty for of sure. In, inspiration uh, out there. I used to watch AMC back when they had uh, back when they ran old movies on, sure. on that channel uh, before Walking Dead. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even find myself if I have uh, the uh, over-the-air digital TV going, you know, um, I find myself watching like Western TV shows from the '60s that nobody watched. You know, it's like there's so much good stuff from from back in the day. Yeah, like um, yeah, people don't. A lot of my friends don't realize. Like, I, I grew up watching the old show Maverick. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, so between Maverick and John Wayne, I had a very, a very strong opinion of what a Western was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I first saw a, uh, a Clint Eastwood movie, I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, I grew to like him, too, so that all worked out. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a, well, Clint, Clint Eastwood, it was basically the Spaghetti Western era, I guess, in films. He did mm-hmm. TV before that, but uh, yeah. He's actually in an episode of Maverick. Is so. he really? Yeah, he was very, very young. He was like a young sharpshooter or something. Wow. Yeah, like he had a show like for son. a while, uh, I think. Didn't he have a show? Yeah, Rawhide. Yeah. Oh, Rawhide. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that well versed in that, but. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually seen that. Like, I've never seen Bonanza, which apparently is a really good show. I've only seen a few. Um, yeah, really good show is stretching it. It's, it's dated for sure, but. Uh, I mean, that's 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 quite a feat to have never seen Bonanza, especially since you watch so many westerns. Because yeah, you, you should flip on the uh, the TV channels that are old. It's always on. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't know how I missed it. Like I, I've only seen maybe like one episode of Gunsmoke, hmm. and that ran for like twenty years or something like that. So that's yeah. I don't think I've seen that either, but uh, or not many of it. But yeah, I like I like uh, your influences. Very cool, um, like uh, John Ford type stuff. Or uh, no one know. could do with scenery what John Ford could do with scenery. It's just oh yeah, jaw dropping. Even in black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of the stunts done in some of those old westerns? <laughs> some of them are pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. They are. They're bad. They're really oh, bad. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think my favorite one was I was watching this really old black and white one, and a guy fell off a horse, mm-hmm. and then the, the camera switches, and you see his friends jump off their horses, and they go running at, up to him, and he's laying out straight, like with his hands at his side, as if he'd been laid out <laughs> in a coffin. It was just like, yeah, because everyone falls off their horse that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't know where the director was that day, but... <laughs> Was it was it TV or film? I think it was a film, but it yeah. was it's definitely a B movie. Yeah, whatever it was. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. I like that stuff. But yeah. I guess I could see how that leads you to uh, stunts because uh, there's a lot of fist fights in, in westerns. Oh yeah, yeah, and I, I I watched a lot of Jackie Chan too. So ah. yeah, so he's uh, which is funny because Jackie Chan led led me to watch uh. Buster Keaton, because Buster Keaton Keaton was 
Jackie Chan's influence. Really? And when I, yeah, when I read Jackie Chan's biography, um, his autobiography, he mentioned him a lot. So we looked him up, and he was a silent film actor and just hilarious. Just mm-hmm. really, really funny. Real um, physical. Very physical. Mm-hmm. Very physical and stone-faced. So, like, he's, the expression on his face just never changes, and it's, it's hilarious. No matter what's happening, he's falling off a train, mm-hmm. he's getting hit by a pie, never changes and somehow it works it's just yeah that and we did watch a lot of uh three stooges growing up so you know obviously there's a lot of physicality there oh yeah definitely that's awesome i i think you know uh i think i'd have to say the war wagon is my favorite western that or the oh, searchers that's such a good one it's such a good war wagon's so much fun yeah I mean, you got Kirk douglas and you've got oh he's got the know, vest yeah. That's the best. <laughs> He's stylish, Gotta, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the war wagon is itself is kind of like, I don't know, it's like a tank. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, that that one's just a lot of fun. It's a good one. So, I remember yeah. the, the shootest, too. I watched them all back in the day when I was oh, a kid. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That was uh, John Wayne's last one with Ron Howard, I think. I, I must confess, I've never been able to watch the shootest. Because I can't stand the thought of watching John Wayne die. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. <laughs> so, uh, you know, as far as acting and directing and, and you know, stunt womaning, is that a term? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we'll just say it's a term. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what advice could you give uh, to someone who's considering uh you know, following in your footsteps on some of these career paths? Um, well, I, I was telling there's no reason to wait. Um, because with YouTube and with the equipment we have now, if you want to make a movie, if you want to be an actor, you don't have to wait for the role to come to you. I mean, it's nice when it does, but if you want to do something, go out and just do something. You know, put yourself on screen, get your friends you know, put together a short film or something, put it up on YouTube, just, just have fun and make it happen. And it's, you know, um, just doing it yourself will teach you a lot about the craft. Um, and it makes you easier to work with when you do start working with other people, but there's no reason to wait. If you want to do it, just go out there and do it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's exactly what you've done. Um, they can follow your example. Uh, I gotta say, I gotta give my brother a lot of credit because he's the one that started the company, so he kind of led the way, mm-hmm. and um, uh, and he kind of gave a lot of us an opportunity to to do, you know, because I didn't know what cameras to get, and he's like, "Oh, you need this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what is um, his name? What is your brother's is name? name? I'll, I'll put him in the uh, show. Terry Trainer, yeah. Terry. Um, but yeah, there's. Uh, it's really nice living in the day and age that we do because between you know with the internet and with. Uh, all the publishing in like uh, platforms that we have for both for books and for video and for everything, you can do everything you always wanted to do. You, you may not be a Hollywood star by the time you're done, but it's so much fun just acting. It's so much fun just you know playing shoot 'em up or or playing who done it. That uh, we're just really lucky. We're <laughs> really lucky. Mm-hmm. Where we do. Yeah, and people still find excuses not to do something. Yeah, that's for sure. But, so you, you mentioned the the new project uh, that that you're working on. Uh, wh- where do you see? Uh, obviously, you're going to continue making films. I can I can tell it's you're passionate about it. 
uh, where do you see you, you in the future and, and the types of stories that, that you want to tell? Um, well, we're, we're hoping to expand the company and, uh, and just keep growing. Like, uh, you know, we're going to put these up on Amazon and hopefully start, we, uh, we actually were talking to a filmmaker in Sweden because we have another project in mind for next year. Um, so we're hoping to take Narrow Street Films International. Nice. Um, yeah, we've got uh, someone that we were talking to in Sweden. We've got another person, we think, in Ireland that we can, you know, uh, connect with using, you know, using local filmmakers and local stuntmen and, and stuff like that. So the future's looking really bright. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of good stuff. A lot of good information. Uh, Killarney, is there anything else you, you want to touch on before we wrap it up? No, just if you want to learn more about us, obviously you can go to my website, which is KillarneyTrainer.com, or narrow, follow Narrow Street Films on Facebook. We get tons of stuff there. Um, and if you want to connect with us, we're always looking for new actors and new talent. So, you know, give us give us a try. You might like us. Definitely. I would. Yeah, if you would. <laughs> like Westerns, you'll love us. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, Corny, thank you. This was this was a great episode. I I really enjoyed uh, getting to know you and to learn about all your projects. Um, and I honestly, I I wish you nothing but success in the future. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, I really enjoyed being here today, and um, it was nice meeting you and talking with you. So, thanks so much. Well, that's that. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Indie Film Grit Podcast. Feel free to go to the website and check out the show notes at IndieFilmGrit.com. Follow us on Twitter at IndieFilmGrit. And subscribe to us on iTunes. Well, I should really wrap this up, but before I go, let me ask you something. Do you have the courage, the passion, and the perseverance to make indie films? Do you have enough? Indie Film Grid.